The network marketing industry has changed dramatically in the last decade. With the advent of social media, digital marketing, the rise of the influencer, and all the tech platforms that promise something extraordinary, how do you separate the helpful from the hype? Welcome to Beyond the Network Marketing Dream, where authenticity and relationships, simplicity and duplication are at the core of everything we focus on. The fundamentals of building still work. Join us as we go Beyond the Network Marketing Dream. Welcome back to the podcast and excited to be with Scott Aaron today. I know we're going to have a fascinating conversation. Scott, you are not only a lead generation strategist, you've been in the network marketing space. I think you learned a lot there and it has spawned into several different businesses and revenue streams. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about how the average networker can really build a business of their dreams, but also protect themselves in the process. So excited to have you on, man. Well, Patrick, honored and grateful to be here and looking forward to diving into anything and everything today. Yeah, that's great. So tell us a little bit about just diving in your entree into network marketing. How did you get started as a traditional kind of rags to riches story or what was the motivation and then your transition? Just give everybody a little bit of an idea who Scott yeah. is. So I've been an entrepreneur my entire life. I actually started in entrepreneurship when I was around 19. So about almost 25 years ago, mm -hmm. I started in the health and wellness industry. I was a brick and mortar gym owner, myself and my family. I was a personal trainer, sports nutritionist, but I kind of got thrown into it in a very unorthodox way. My father, also an entrepreneur still to this day, made some bad business decisions and he ended up in federal prison for two and a half years. And during that transition period of him getting sentenced and then away for two and a half and how years. How old were you at that time? I was 18, almost 19 years old. So I was a sophomore in college. That had to have quite an impact. Were you pretty close to your dad? I mean, we're still best friends. I mean, I had to go through a lot of healing later on. There was a lot of stuffed feelings, but he was my baseball and basketball coach. He still is my best friend. Like we just celebrated his 70th birthday. And I said to him, the beautiful thing about our relationship is that it's evolved the way that it, a father and son relationship should, where you go from father and son to friends. And yeah. yes, he's my father, but I consider him a friend more than anything else, which mm -hmm. I think is a really, really wonderful thing. But that was the most impactful thing for me because I didn't really have a direction in my life. I was partying my way through college and I was undeclared, undecided. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. I knew I wanted to be in business, but I didn't have an inspiration. I wasn't motivated by anything besides listening to fish and going on concert tours and <laughs> hanging out with my friends. That was really right. it. So when this all kind of came to, my dad said, well, listen, you're going to have to take over the family business. So I left the University of Pittsburgh spent a couple semesters in community college and then transferred to Temple University in downtown Philadelphia, which was down the street from my gym in downtown Philly. And that was my entryway into entrepreneurship. I didn't see it as a challenge. I saw it as, okay, this is the hand that you're dealt. Go make it work. And I did. I fell in love with being a business owner. I fell in love with interacting with people and building communities and building relationships and growing and scaling. And that was in 1998 into 1999. So this is pre-social media. This is really pre-internet. You know, if you had a website for your gym, you were ahead of the curve. So 
I learned a lot. And then obviously with personal training and sports nutrition, I learned about structure and routine and discipline and consistency. All four of those things are vital in growing any business. So fast forward to 2013, I had sold two of our health clubs for a million dollars. And then we opened a third and final location in 2004, which I had to fully finance myself because with my father's incarceration years prior, my parents had no credit. They couldn't put their name to anything. They were liens from the government. So I had to sign off on a lot of things, which ended up amounting to about $1.5 million of liability debt about six years after we opened the gym. So now this is 2010. Mm-hmm. So I had to get really scrappy as far as finding ways to continue to earn money. So I would run boot camps. I would do grocery shopping with my clients and charge them for my time. I was always thinking about other ways of making money. I was not a very linear person. I was basically a bob and weaver. Yeah. I, I, something would get thrown my way. I would duck and you know, let's go do this now. And I always found a way. I always made something work. I never dwelled on things that didn't work. I always focused on, okay, what can I do better? So- But it sounds a little bit more like the hustle instead of the entrepreneur, a little bit of pay this bill that's in front of me and figure out a way to make it happen. And again, I was making six figures as a personal trainer, which was very high accomplishment, but that also meant I had no time to live because I would train people from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. every single day. That was my life. And I became a dad in 2012. So things kind of really shifted for me because it was a new priority in my life. It just wasn't me. I had my now 10-year-old to focus on and I wanted to be available. So in 2013, an interesting question was asked to me and it was by my then now, it was going to be my by my enrolling sponsor, which I didn't know at the time. He said to me, if you got sick or injured where you couldn't train, you couldn't physically get to the gym, you couldn't physically trade time for dollars anymore mm-hmm. and something happened to the gym, how would you make money? And I said, I have no clue. And he said, well, you got to start thinking about that. And he didn't even say, well, you got to sign up with me. He said, I just want you to start thinking about that. And we spent a couple of weeks together working out and catching up. We had known each other prior. And he said, listen, I think there's an opportunity that you would really would benefit from being in the gym industry. Obviously, it was healthy. Sure, the traditional approach, you get started in the business and fast forward. So you're building in network marketing. And how long were you in that space? So I built from 2013 to 2017 earned close to $400,000 in that time period, grew a team of 5,000 people. And I did it leveraging LinkedIn. I started the traditional route of friends, family, social media, Facebook, Instagram, but it didn't feel right to me. I didn't want my family and my friends in my business. I wanted to continue to have the relationship of my family being that and my friends being that. I didn't want to cross-pollinate. I wanted to create new connections and new relationships And I really saw LinkedIn as the best opportunity to do that because it's a social networking platform, not a social media platform. And I wanted to network. Mm -hmm. And that's how I grew a lot of my business. And when I started to grow and scale, and this was, I would say, the end of 2013, six months after I started, my business really started to go through the roof. I hit 10,000 a month in network marketing in about 22 months, which some people may not seem fast, but under two years, that's pretty good. Now, Going into that process around 2014, when I started to get real traction and growth, my business coach at the time, 
inviting me onto his podcast. And he said, can you share some strategies and some tips on LinkedIn about how someone in network marketing could leverage LinkedIn to build their business? And I said, absolutely. So I started just throwing out all these facts and all these things that I was doing. And when I got off of that call, I had eight inboxes on Facebook of people wanting to hire me. They're like, can we pay you? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you're going to pay me to teach you how to use LinkedIn? And they're like, yeah. Like, what do you charge? And I, I didn't even know what I charged. I mean, I didn't have a website. Right. So a light bulb went off. And I'm like, ooh, there's a gap here. Because yeah. there were two things that really... Yeah, tell me this. So people have context. What kind of products and services were you marketing? Health and wellness. So okay. nutritional right. supplements. Okay. All right. So I mean, it was a perfect niche for me just because I had been in the industry for 15 years at the time. And probably decent for LinkedIn. Not necessarily perfect, but a lot of people interested in health, wellness. You know, well, yeah. I, I realized very quickly that the best people that I should be networking with are people that are my mirror image, other trainers, mm -hmm. other nutritionists, other gym owners, because I would have a very relatable conversation where I could use that same question on them. If you got sick or injured, how would you make money? So right. I did have a very strong influence in the health and wellness space because I was doing it in a non-traditional way. I wasn't going after the product consumers. I was going after the business-minded people because I saw when I looked at the company that I partnered with their compensation plan, it was leaning so heavily towards the money being in building a team rather than building it just through consumers. I couldn't do the business by myself. I needed to build a sales team. I needed to build a distribution channel. Yeah. And that was the thing. I saw, I'm like, I don't want to be a sales rep. I want to be a business owner. And the closest thing to being a business owner within network marketing is growing your own team and organization. Because again, your influence, obviously, and your education could help those people. So I wanted a team that was built around other wellness entrepreneurs, other wellness business owners, people that understood what it takes to grow a business. Because what I learned, Patrick, was this. It was going to take me twice as long to build a business if I had to teach people that had never been in wellness, had never been in business for themselves, A, how to be an entrepreneur. And then how to do something like network marketing. I was able to trim the fat because I was able to connect and build a team and organization around other wellness entrepreneurs, other business entrepreneurs who understood what it took to grow a business. They already had the mindset yeah, in place. So and I and they probably in. already had the network and contacts themselves if they chose to go that route. Yeah. So then as things started to ramp up, I started doing some coaching and consulting. And then in 2016, the first hiccup happened where jealousy is obviously the biggest sign of flattery. So there were some people out there that were kind of jealous that the success I was having outside of network marketing. So they reported me to compliance with the company that I partnered with, and they froze my account. Then after investigation, didn't find anything wrong, uh, released my account 30 days later, but three months later, someone else complained and they froze my account. And this time it was for about eight months. Now, this was my big, I would say, turn of the mirror moment for me. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned in my story, I had never been employed, never worked for anyone, only for myself. That was my first moment that I felt like someone was controlling my livelihood. And that did not sit well with me. If you back me into a corner and you try to control how I'm going to live my life, it's, yeah. it's game over. I'm going to bowl right through you and I'm going to find my own path. I'm going to hustle my way in a different direction. 
So I took that as not, I wasn't being supported, but I said, you know what, I'm going to meet this situation where it is, and I'm just going to shift my energy, and I'm going to start focusing on me and assets that I can create that can't be frozen. And that's when... And that's a message you're delivering to other networkers. Much to the dismay, maybe we've got CEOs or leaders, but it does remind me of the fact is we are here to serve. So whether it's a leader of a company or it's a leader in an organization, we live in this social world. People can do other stuff. The days of being locked into one company, one single thing, it's got to be about creating value. And that's some of the messaging that you're delivering to leaders today. Is that right, Scott? Absolutely. Network marketing changed everything for me. I mean, it helped me understand the skill set that I learned in being a brick and mortar business owner, how to convert those skills into the online space. And I learned about marketing product. I learned about teaching and training others. I learned about duplication. I learned about social media strategy but I was doing it for someone else, right? But it was Mm -hmm. a great learning experience. And I absolutely support network marketers because I know what it's like, but I do also know the struggle. I know how difficult it can be. And this is not a message of me saying, put in your two weeks notice and quit and go back to corporate America. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is always keep your options open. That door of opportunity, always keep it open just a crack start to think about what are the skills and the things that I am really good at that I learned in network marketing and how can I monetize that? Not so much from an income standpoint, but do I have a powerful message that I can share on a podcast that actually could help recruit people into my business? Could I write an ebook that I can give to people for free in exchange for their email where I can now start building an email list? Can you create a course? Keely Martinez I'm not sure if people are familiar with her top leader in a essential oil network marketing company has done probably one of the most immaculate jobs of building her personal brand outside of network marketing. So she obviously has a deep, deep love and passion for essential oils. Mm-hmm. And what she did was she built a personal website, HealyMartinez.com. And whether people wanted to join her network marketing team or not, she had a way of monetizing that. She would run essential oil classes where people would pay X amount of dollars to join a 60-minute essential oil class learning all about essential oils, not privy to the company that she was partnered with, but just essential oils as a whole. But the option was there. If you wanted to join my team and become an essential oil educator, go to my website. There's a link right there where you can sign up. So Again, she was able to monetize her personal brand based off of a passion that she loves. So you read that book, Play Bigger, by chance, Scott? I've heard of it. I have not read it yet. Yeah, it's a great, no, basically the concept is go be category king. So be the creator of the category or fulfill the needs of the category versus just the product or service. And it's such a bigger play, right? And it's essentially what you're describing. Absolutely. Again, I just want network marketers to realize they have more to give and they can be doing more. One of the most powerful things that I heard at an event that I attended Mm -hmm. was no matter how little or how much money you're making in network marketing, that could be money coming in each week and each month that you can invest.